Hello and welcome to The Paul Pod, the politics podcast, a podcast made by students for students. This week, we're looking at the topic of the Speaker of the House of Commons, and I'm joined by two more Year 13 pupils who'll share some thoughts and opinions on the speaker. Be sure to follow our Instagram, at paulpod underscore bhs, for all updates on episodes being released and what topics are coming up next. So yeah, I'll introduce our guest for today. Do you guys want to say who you are, what you're studying and what your dream job is? Um, hey, I'm Ella. I'm studying biology, health and social care and politics and my dream job is to be an operational officer for MI6. Wow. Impressive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mia and I'm doing politics, English and history and I want to do something in the arts. Very good, very good. Welcome to the podcast for today. Um, yeah, it's great to have you guys here. So yeah, today we're talking about House of Commons and role of the speaker. Um, very important role in the House of Commons. So what do you guys think um, about the speaker? What do you think their main role is? All that kind of stuff. Mia, what do you think? I think that their main role is to ensure fairness. So that means to ensure everyone has equal speaking rights and a fair chance to speak, especially like people from smaller parties and who are independent because they don't have the support of a larger party. Yeah, perfect. I mean, the speaker allows people to speak for eight minutes um, and the likes of the smaller parties, as you said, like the Green Party, um, who don't have that big representation in the House of Commons. Um, the debate time is a really good time for them to get their views across of the party and their supporters and their constituency. Um, and the speaker would allow that to happen. Yeah, perfect. What about you, Ella? Um, I think keeping order in the House of Lords is very important and go by the standing orders because I think sometimes things can get a little bit out of control. Yeah, I mean, we were looking at the other day in class, um, what was that, the Brexit debate Yeah. Um, in the House of Commons and comparing it to the House of Lords and you've seen in the House of Commons how adversarial it is, you know, then both sides shouting at each other and the Speaker gouldering over the top of them, trying to get them to, to kind of calm down um, and have their voices heard. Um, yeah, so do you think the Speaker's good at doing that? Like, do you think he's good at controlling... The House of Commons. I think John Burko was better at than the current speaker, Sir okay. Lindsay Hoyle, mm-hmm. because he was just louder and more in control of everyone. Yeah, I think John Burko came with a lot of uh, respect um, because he was in the role for so long um, and he had seen a lot of debates in his time, so he kind of knew how to, how to work it. Yeah, and Lindsay Hoyle, I suppose he's kind of new, so we're not too sure on him yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I would agree. What about you, Mia? What do you think? John Burko, do you think he was he was I, good? I think that he was good, but yeah. I know that a lot of people in the government didn't like him because he was so defiant to a lot of things. But personally I think he was really good because he had his own opinions. Yeah. Neither and yeah, I, like that's a good point because I was reading an article there the other day, um, and it was saying about John Burko ranged from the subtle to the blunt, okay, and that that was considered not very good of him because he was too much like a bully. A lot of people can compare his kind of latter years to being a bully, a verbal playground bully, um, one Conservative MP said. Um, and 
he insults them and gives them too long of lectures from the chair. Um, what, what would your kind of thoughts be on that? Well, do you think? I think they might be a little bit right, but if the peers are getting out of hand and they're not doing things according to what the speaker is asking of them, then I think it's pretty fair for the speaker to tell them off a bit. Yeah. Yeah, no, and John Burko, there's so many videos on YouTube of like his best put down moments yeah. and, and they are kind of funny. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, arguably they did do their job because if, if you watch them, the MPs, yeah, do simmer down for a bit, but then it all kind of starts back up again. So I suppose it's kind of in the moment, yes, it works well, but then it kind of just reverts back to madness again. Yeah. But then I suppose, you know, if he wasn't there, I don't know what would happen. Like, it would just be mayhem and nobody would be heard. So, yeah, no, good good points on Burke. One of the kind of key features of being the Speaker in the House of Commons is having to try to remain impartial. Okay, well, actually not trying. They have to be impartial. Um, what do you guys think of that? Do you think that adds to you know, them being good at their role or do you think that's a good thing or what do you think, Ella? Yeah, I think it's a good thing because then they can be, like, equal and they can ask both sides questions with, like, the same level of, like, if it's hard or if it's an easy question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you had a a speaker who wasn't impartial, they would always probably ask one side and exactly. try, to, try to get their opinions. And also one of the key roles of the speaker is knowing everybody, like, in the Commons... Um, which is crazy, like John Burko has said that he had to learn all 650 MPs, know their party, know their constituency, um, know what kind of way they would sway in the debate. So obviously you can't have you know five people in a row debating the same kind of point. Um, but I mean, it's some job to try to, try to be able to do that. Um, I think it's our job as a speaker to remain impartial and... Um, so yeah Mia what do you think about the House of Commons speaker trying to remain impartial I think that it's our responsibility to remain impartial because if we're governing over different types of parties then they should try their best to keep the order and the best way to do that is by staying neutral but I think that it's not always easy Mm -hmm. staying neutral because the speaker might have their own views Yeah, I mean, everyone has their own opinions and especially political opinions. And, you know, they influence how you think and and how you act and everything like that. And it was actually said, John Burko did come out and say that the Lords should be halved in size. Okay, so that's not being impartial. Um, But do we think that's okay? What do you guys think? Like, do you think that they should be able to say, voice those kind of opinions? I think they are entitled to their own opinion because... They're, they are meant to be non-partisan, but they're still allowed to have their own opinion. And if that correlates with their old party, then I guess that's okay. Because for the majority of the time, they are being non-partisan. But just because one opinion lines up with their old party, um, I think it's fine. Yeah. What do you think, Mia? Um, do you think you should have said that? or? I think that, well, John Burke, is Burke? Mm-hmm. John Burkoy, he was initially conservative, mm-hmm. but the conservative government got annoyed at him and they tried to remove him many times. So it's not always easy to voice your opinions and not voice your opinions. So you can't really win 
Yeah, because you don't want to be kind of shunned by a, a certain party for yeah. voicing an yeah, yeah, opinion. Yeah, but I suppose that's the same with everyone. You know, yeah. your opinion's not always going to please everyone. Um, and the speaker is human, after all, and does have opinions. Um, but I suppose that the main crucial thing is remaining impartial in debate time, really. You don't want to be seen to be given too much time over to a certain party or a certain type of view. So, yeah, good points there. So a big kind of topic in looking at the House of Commons and Parliament and politics in general, really, is the underrepresentation of one minority groups and then also yeah. women. Um, and that's the exact same with the speaker. Um, we've been looking over the past few weeks and we know that there's only been one female speaker. Yeah. So what do you guys kind of think about that kind of issue? Um, well, it's not great. In the House of Lords, there's um, 28% are women and 13% are of ethnic minorities which isn't a lot of representation. And um, Betty Boothroyd, the first female speaker, honestly, it kind of looks like she's going to be like the last one as well because there's not a lot of female representation in the any Houses of Parliament. Yeah, like there's not a lot to pick from. Yeah. Really, that kind of way, you know, like when, you're, when they're picking for a speaker because there are so few women in, in the House of Commons, it would be more more lenient towards men getting getting the role what do you think Mia? um i think that it's very important that we have representation everywhere including in the role of the speaker because Mm -hmm. if a speaker is just going to be a wealthy rich white old man then that's not a representation of united kingdom Mm -hmm. because we're actually a very diverse nation yeah so we need to have more you know women more ethnic minorities more you know more everything so yeah yeah Yeah, I suppose that's kind of a systemic thing in the whole of parliament we're talking about you know not just the speaker Um, and the fact that there kind of only has been one female speaker as you said Betty Boothroyd like it doesn't really look well on paper yeah yeah um like John Burko really wanted more women to Mm -hmm. like be more apparent in the houses of parliament Mm -hmm. like he was really quite a big feminist and he would tell other people off for saying things about women that might not be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that as well, if you have people who aren't just rich white old men, then it shows children who are watching that, that no matter who or what they are, they can do like anything they want because the world was built for people like that. Mm-hmm. So if you have speakers who are more diverse and it shows children and younger people that they can really do anything. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, when you're watching the House of Commons debate or PMQs and all, um, like anyone watching it can clearly see that there's kind of a representation issue going on. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a great point that if more representation was included, then it would inspire other people and, you know, the younger generations to get more involved because they see that they can make a difference and they can get involved. Um, and, and what you said, Ella, about John Burko, you know, showing his opinion and campaigning, you know, for more women. Um, I think that's a, a really good example of how the speaker is really important um, and how he can affect change um, in Parliament. So, yeah, last um, point we've just kind of touched on before about how the House of Commons is kind of adversarial and... Um, it's really chaotic sometimes 
And actually, the current speaker, Lindsay Hoyle, um, he, after the, the killings and the deaths of the two MPs that were targeted and all the, the hate that John Burgo got while, while he was in the role of speaker, Lindsay Hoyle has came out and said that actually Parliament needs to be kinder. Okay, and it sounds really simple and a really simple point, but I was actually like, yeah, it does need to be kinder when you're watching it on TV. Kind is kind of the last thing that comes into your head when they're when they're chatting to each other. So what do you think on that? Like, how could the speaker try to implement that in, in Parliament? I think it would be beneficial if they got kinder because then it would show more respect towards each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not entirely sure how they would go about being kinder but probably just nicer to each other and like not shout at each other okay yeah just in how they kind of interact with each other um yeah and Lindsay Hoyle said that disagreements with politicians should be solved at the ballot box and not via threats or intimidation from other MPs but also from uh, you know the population as well um I suppose the speaker could try to implement a, a kinder way of speaking to each other not just the parliamentary language that's used but also if you speak out of hand if you speak rudely then you're chucked out you know like you should you should go of of the commons at that moment because it gets very out of hand then when you kind of let things slip and slide and what do you think Mia? Um, I'm also not sure how they would go about making changes but Mm -hmm. I do think that politics shouldn't be a battlefield because people in that chamber are meant to work together in unity to change a nation and make it a better place. So they should really be united and not at each other's throats all the time. Yeah, definitely. And like, yes, politicians disagree, but that's kind of their job is to disagree. Uh, You know, if everyone had the same opinion, it wouldn't really be politics because then you'd all be in the same party. Yeah. So you're always going to have difference of opinions, but it's the speaker's job to get those opinions heard and to let them be heard in a way that is kind and respectful to one another. Well, thanks so much, guys, for joining me this week on the Paul Pod. You've given some great discussions, great opinions, great points. If I was to get one final sentence on the Speaker of the House of Commons from the both of you to finish us off, um, Ella, go for it. Um, this Speaker should enforce more diversity uh, because they have the power to do that. I believe that it's the most important job in the chamber because they ensure in its reality and without them, it will be chaos. Yeah, perfect. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode on the Paul Pod where we talked about the Speaker and the House of Commons. We hope you found the points interesting and insightful that we talked about and a big thank you to Mia and Ella who were chatting in this week's episode. Join us next week for another topical issue. Next week we're talking Covid passports um, and how Parliament and government have important decisions to make regarding all of that. So yeah, for now, it's goodbye from us and thanks again. And remember to check out our Instagram at polpod underscore BHS for all the latest news regarding the podcast. Thanks again. See you next week.